I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram's a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram Ninja. Hello. It takes forever sometimes to edit these podcasts. Yeah. Uh, for a variety of reasons. But I got the chance, the privilege, dare I say, to, to, to edit our last one and just love the hell out of the experience, which never happens. So that's how much energy, at least in my heart and soul, this topic has. So I'm, I'm excited to continue. Great. Me too. I mean, if nothing else, this is like a conversation that you and I might have just casually. So this is actually the flavor of our normal conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The TJ Jeff uh, road trip. This is what it actually sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we've yes. shared this story. Actually, I'm going to save it. When we do Enneagram sevens, I have, I have the road trip story. Okay, because great. there is a particular Enneagram 7 that I'm really embarrassed was on my playlist, but I really want to do a deep dive <laughs> into their music. <laughs> Excellent. I'm in. So we are talking about our relationship with ourselves. And to get into this, we are looking at the writers of great songs and particularly how they are talking about their relationship to their inner life. And the more that we can kind of pull that out in lyrics, uh, the more it seems to me you can kind of get into understand the heart of each of the types. And one of the things that I uh, we pointed out in our last podcast, we'll do it again this time, is just how common some of the themes are across mm. artists. Yeah. This will include you fours who really want to be unique in your artistry and songwriting, <laughs> and you're still <laughs> hitting the same beats. I mean, that, that, that's not to say that you're not doing it differently. You're hitting it differently than all the other fours, but you're still hitting the same beats. Even even when folks may even have an ambition, dare we say, to, to, to do things a little bit out of the box, it's still the case format-wise. Commonly, it's a very similar fo- format across the fours. And we're gonna we're gonna cross over the intelligence centers today, um, moving from heart to head. But but that is something that we intended to do this, focusing on the intelligence centers two, three, fours together, five, six, seven together, and and examining the way like these types all take in the world through that same center. So twos, threes, and fours are writing about relationships and feelings and sentimentality and like that. There's there's a particular bent to how they're composing their their music and and seeing themselves in the world and five sixes and sevens it's a little bit different and we will talk about that a lot but like this is going to be interesting to to cross that line with this with these with these ones and prep one of the things that actually is a commonality is fours and fives are withdrawn and we're going to see a lot of that stance coming out yeah in the in their music specifically and we've talked about this in the past the desire for meaning or the mm-hmm. need for meaning in order to get yourself up and going and yeah. even the searching for meaning uh, can color a lot of this music agreed 
From different vantage points, the meaning sought in relationships, meaning sought in something else. I'll, I'll have to think on this in terms of fives and their, their, their existential pursuits are not necessarily going to be targeting relationships all the time. Right. But the fours are. Yes. Yeah. Because that's how they understand themselves. And this is a worthwhile place to jump in. Um, I mean, we could we could theorize for a while or we could just do this. I say let's just do it. We're going to theorize all over these <laughs> pieces. So, wanted to start with the Goo Goo Dolls and their song Iris. Not because the Goo Goo Dolls are incredibly famous, uh, and this isn't necessarily the most well-known song. This is kind of a one-hit wonder kind of chart for me. Sure. Uh, I just learned that this song first appeared, uh, apart from the movie soundtrack, right? this song first appeared on their sixth studio album. Oh. So they 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 uh they had been around a while they do have a library <laughs> right <laughs> i mean we're going to be talking about some titans today and and all apologies to the google dolls and they're not necessarily at that level but there's something great about this song i think in terms of it exposes a lot of the beats that i'm going to talk about over and again with fours mm-hmm. yep this song uh starts i believe this is on a 12 string it has that feel to me which in and of itself is a unique instrument. I think we'll also see that with some of the songs is the instrumentation is actually quite interesting and oftentimes out of the box. Singer writes, And I give up forever to touch you Cause I know that you feel me somehow You're the closest to heaven that I'll ever be And I don't want to go home all I could taste is this moment All I can breathe is your life And sooner or later it's over I just don't want to miss you That's the verse. And we're going to see, I just looking at my, my sheet, over and over again, the fours who are singing always, always are singing about somebody else and the mm-hmm. beauties that they see there and what is attracting them to that person. And there is some sort of magnet. And that is almost, it's like in their verses all the time, mm. how this other person is attractive to them. And so then they, and then there's like this move. And then I want you to see my beauties as well. There's going to be this reciprocation. And that's what right. you see in the chorus. strikes me as a very fourish line. I mean, the the acknowledgement that that everything turns to dust and I just want this one experience that will be true. Yep. That's going to be at the heart of all of these songs. <laughs> so uh, he was the, um, oh my gosh, what is his name? John Resnick. Yes. That's why I couldn't remember it because I don't know how to say the last name, Resnick. <laughs> There's, if you got two Z's in your last name, it's either very authentic or there's, I want to be slightly different. (laughs) Got a double Z there. Right. So uh, he was invited to a screening of the movie City of Angels. 
which is the song that made this band famous, the, mm-hmm. the movie that made this band famous. And uh, he wrote this song sort of from the perspective of Nicolas Cage's character. And it's like an angel who meets a girl and falls in love and decides to stop being an angel so that he can be a human and be in love with this girl. And like that, the romanticism of the the basic plot points of this movie is like that is for all over it yeah and and this idea that that he would give up perfection and heaven and everlasting life in order to have a moment in time that is is real with someone else it's like this you you can't say much more like there there's no commentary there like that is for Yep. It's it's perfect representation of fourness. Or she was Meg Ryan in the 90s. I mean, it's one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato, Jeff. Once that setup is there, if I see how beautiful you are, I want you to see me. And then and then we're going to go into the the layers of depth. And that's how the song ends up playing out. When you can't fight the tears that ain't coming All the moments you Everything feels like the movies. Yeah, you bleed just to know you're alive. Come on. Yep. That's just gotta I just wanna know I'm alive. And pain is one of the things that communicates that I'm alive. Things in the movies are so predictable and stale. I'm gonna cut myself to remind myself that there's that there's life here. Yep. Again, the search for meaning. And then she gets hit by a truck. <laughs> nobody happen? saw that coming nobody saw that coming is that what happens in the movie i haven't oh, actually yeah. seen the movie yeah yeah <laughs> they have one night together <laughs> and she gets hit by a truck and dies oh so they're stuck being alone without this woman mm-hmm. <laughs> and again like the four-ishness of this storyline sorry about the spoiler for anyone who was hoping to see uh, City of Angels 25 years later, the point that the movie tries to get to is that he decided it was worth it, even just for that one moment. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, you got to find... Well, there it is, meaning. You're trying to find yep. meaning in yep. temporary moments. Yep. That search for meaning all over the fours and fives songs and to make it about the inner life. Again, what is it that fours inner life is about? There's going to be the pursuit of the meaning within, mm-hmm. and it's going to probably have some strong relational targets. Yeah. And even if she got hit by a bus, it's still the case that that was real. Yep. Yeah. Good or bad is not a, a thing. Real is the thing that they're looking for. I suppose that pushes into the chorus again, you know, when everything's made to be broken. I just want you to know who I am. Did she know who he was? Not before he fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. Whole outro to the song is just is is a, you know just singing that line over and again. deep desire for is to want to be seen all over this song yeah absolutely second song 
I have this on one of my playlists and it just always, I listen to them just like that is just a quintessential great encapsulation of the heart of a four. Um, some of you may not be familiar with Julian Baker, but if you're a four, you probably are. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess that every single four listening to this knows who Julian Baker is. A kind of a secondary chart, I think. I don't think this is some, one of her primary, but I love the hell out of the song. This is called Songs in E. It just has one of the most crushing opening lines. I remember hearing this for the first time. It was on NPR. And it just like it just broke my heart while I was driving. Yeah. Yeah. Wish that I drank because of you and not only because of me. <laughs> then I could blame something painful in the That, that sticks out to me, uh, particularly in the song, but in a lot of Forish writing, is that she is not apologizing for her flaws. Yeah, that is not the the note that's being emphasized here. What she is saying is, "I wish you were a little worse, so that I wouldn't feel as bad." That's exactly it. Associate the protection of image with threes in my in my head and heart but there's definitely that going on with fours yep yeah and i think that like there are a lot of us who cannot understand this sentiment and that is under that i i get that people who who list who heard me say that and said that's ridiculous i totally understand that you think that that also means you're definitely not a four because this is again representing the deep heart of the four is like they don't want to be different than who they actually are mm -hmm. because who they are is true mm -hmm. and sometimes when other people like make it bad that they are who they are they they want the other things around them to change because they're still interested in being true to themselves it's also a huge radar for one's own flaws and this is different from ones. Ones are going to get angry at those flaws and self-condemning. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Fours are going to see the flaws in a different kind of way. It's a relational way in this song. Right. right. Yeah, the, the flaws are are part of the beauty of being a whole person. And and at their best, fours see that and, and express that and, and help others see it as well. Like ones need to hear that from their four move in stress. Right. But on the unhealthy side of fours, it it's really easy to stay in that place and refuse to grow. From there springs envy if if not checked. Yep. 
Second thing ends up really coming out in this last verse. And again, this is going to be a thing that we see throughout our four artists. you'd come over not to stay just to tell me that I was your biggest mistake to my face and then leave me alone in an empty apartment face down in the carpet (laughs) I wish you'd hurt me it's the mercy I can't take so dramatic so dramatic (laughs) and yeah we're kind of laughing at this but but I I think there is something very real here about like leave me alone in an empty apartment Face down in the carpet. Yep. Because that is the best way to experience the incredible emotion that I'm going through right now. It is the truest way to get there. The lowest low, if you will. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember what she did. What did she do? She sang some horrible drunken parade of her worst thoughts. But this requires... <laughs> Actually, what's, take, what's taking place here... And this is the thing that we're going to see. It's the push-pull in relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's all over this verse. It's all over the artist we're going to uncover. Yeah. Um, And and notice that that the person that she's writing to is offering her grace, is offering her mercy, is, is trying to maintain a relationship. And she is backing away saying, I'm terrible and I wish you would treat me like I'm terrible, while this person is coming toward her. And she's backing away while also saying, please come follow me. Yep. I wish you would come over. Yep. And I want you to stay away. Yep. And then it's that dynamic just at, at play just over and go over again. Yep. Anyway, I just love the hell out of that as a four song. Yeah. And I think really we could have thrown a dart and picked a Julian Baker song and had a very similar conversation because she yep. is a four's four. She's, she's amazing. There you go. All right, we're going to do it. We're going to jump into one Fiona Apple. That push-pull. Mm. All over her songs. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Can TJ... we just stay in this for a few <laughs> minutes? I'm, I'm, let's, I'm fine with just staying here. That'd be great. TJ enjoys this artist so much. Just let's name a kid after her. Okay, okay. For the record, my daughter is na- not named after Fiona Apple, but Fiona Apple was in the mix of inspiring the name. Let's say that. It's perfect. (laughs) Uh, I myself am not a huge Fiona Apple fan, but I do like Criminal, and it's on my uh, list of best women's rock of the 90s. Fair. You were also a uh, attracted to females person who was alive with eyes in the (laughs) 90s, so (laughs) it's understandable. It's more of a Tori Amos kind of guy, but... Okay, that's, I believe that. That's just me. But you saw the mu- the music video for Criminal, and I mean, it works. Yeah, that's yeah. That's how that goes. I saw something. I was when I was reading about this. I saw someone describe the uh, the the look of that video as like it's like high fashion models. Uh-huh. They they describe it as heroin chic. <laughs> 
And not not female hero, heroin the drug, heroin chic. That's the look. A lot of I I was gonna mention this both with her and when we get to a very popular artist uh, that we'll cover next, that how they present themselves on their album covers, mm-hmm. it communicates a lot of their a lot of their foreness just there. And the the heroin chic of the nineties is is kind of case in point. Yep. But Fiona Happel has one album cover that's her smiling very radiantly, and it yep. is just bathed in this dark blood red. Uh-huh. And the the word that kept coming up to me through her music and others is dichotomy. It's they consistently are painting this very beautiful, praiseworthy thing alongside this tragic, awful thing. And mm-hmm. it's all, it's almost like they can't stay in one place. They they have to balance them together. Yeah. And uh, and that would be kind of a case in point. And that's the way a lot of her songwriting works as well. Is right. like some like some of the more like upbeat kind of tunes are also some of the like darker kind of themes and vice versa. Right. And yeah, that's all over her stuff. By the way, uh, that album cover that you're speaking about is called When the Pawn, which is the short version of the literally Guinness record for the longest album title. <laughs> okay. That makes you unique. Um, notice how how uh, similar Criminal is to the Baker song. I've been a bad, bad girl. I've been careless with a delicate man. And it's a sad, sad world. When a girl will break a board just because she can. Can you stop there? <laughs> don't you tell Lots of those same themes that we saw in the Baker song. Yep. She feels that this song is about feeling bad for how easy it is to use her sexuality to get stuff. Yep. And and that in and of itself, the dichotomy of like she feels bad for doing something natural and also it's easy and she still does it all the time. And here's a song that that sort of expresses the complexity of that situation. And like like the, the I've been careless. It's a sad world when a girl can break a boy just because she can. Uh, I've done wrong. I want to be punished for, like, I know how bad this is, but I don't have any idea where to start changing that. We've said this about heart types in the past. Heart types are aware of the relational game, mm-hmm. and they're probably aware that other people can't play the game as well as they can. Sure. And I see that in, in a lot of the artists that we're going to talk about. This ability to see the relational dynamics and even to pull here, to pull what she wants from that space and to to potentially crush someone in the process. The crushing is something she's aware of, the introspective awareness, and mm-hmm. it's something that she sees as a flaw and she's right. highlighting the flaw again. Right. Chorus. Like and 
she's trying to figure out how to be redeemed to someone that she hurt. Any, anything more we're saying about the push-pull? Because the push ends up being very relationally violent. Mm-hmm. And yet there's the, I really want to bring you back, pulling that idealists have of pulling others into their spaces. I think we'll see this a lot more in some of the other tunes that we're going to talk about. But there's there's a sense of like when fours find themselves in good spaces, like they, they have an idealistic vision of how a relationship might be. And then they get into that relationship and like things are good, but they don't live up to that ideal and and it they find it disappointing for their own flaws for whatever reasons like it it relationships can't live up to that the ideals that fours have for them and when they find themselves in that space they try to push it away and create some distance and when they are farther away they redevelop that idealism and 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 long for that again and so they 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 pull you back in and like it's not what they thought it was going to be so they push you away and then they long for it again so they pull you back in and and i think there's a lot of the like acknowledgement of my own flaws and um like there is this active push-pull involved in how this writing comes out and and it's a like I I am a flawed person. Please come back. And also, my flaws are what push you away. And and like that, this it, it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. That last uh, I want to jump to the bridge. The in the bridge, it brings up again something that we see all over the writings of fours, and that's the dichotomies. extreme dichotomies there of angels and devils and law versus hell and the it's the pushing for the if i can get to the extremes as you were saying i can i can feel something true Mm -hmm. and and the extremes also help represent that the like like she's she's not necessarily looking to be to be fixed she's trying to like she's trying to make a play for this one person Mm -hmm. like this is not about saving her immortal soul it's about trying to fix this one relationship right and and she acknowledges that she's still a devil and how do i fix this while also not officially not being a devil anymore right again the image of i'm flawed it's i'm a criminal who needs to be redeemed yeah the dichotomy there with with the last line of the chorus to the one I've sinned against. He's all I ever knew of love. There's love on one hand there. He's the one I sinned against. These are again, they're in contrast. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Jump to paper bag. Paper bag. Okay. I want to start by saying that this song in part was written because she was in the car and saw a paper bag and thought it was a bird. Okay. And then she wrote a song about it. Like you do. Just the the way that fours are able to 
capture and encapsulate and and like transfer into language beautiful things that are sort of like the rest of us see as normal and then four see the world through these incredibly kaleidoscopic lenses that see beauty in places that the rest of us don't see and then show it to us like this song to me is a great representation of that Mm. she literally saw a paper bag and thought it was a bird and then wrote a song that everyone who knows Fiona Apple can sing this song off the top of their heads. Right. And like it's a, a spectacular metaphor. And also all of us have seen a paper bag and thought it was a bird. And there is no story involved in that because it doesn't affect us the same way. The play here, again, structurally, the thing that stands out to me is the verse is going to be focused on the other. And then the chorus is going to be focused on her and her flaw again yeah note the lyrics i'll stare at the sky just looking for a star to pray on or wish on or something like that i was having the sweet fix of a daydream of a boy whose reality i knew was a hopeless to be had but then the dove of hope began its downward slope you'll notice again extreme dichotomies there of mm-hmm. the the dove this heavenly image yeah going down but i believe for a moment that my chances were approaching to be grand but as it came down it so did a weary tear i thought it was a bird but it was just a paper bag focus on the other yeah i can talk about i can jump to the chorus but Anything else worth saying about that that verse? I mean, that verse in and of itself could be a poem. Yeah, I'm looking at the lyrics, and composition-wise, they feel laid out mm-hmm. similarly yeah. to a poem. Yeah. Chorus. Hunger hurts, and I want them so bad I'll kill Cause I know I'm a messy, don't want to clean up. I got the focus, these hands are too shaky. Are you going to stick around? I got, I'm going to like lay out all of these problematic things. And then the turn, when it costs too much love, it seems that feels like a, like a no, but I really want you to stay here mm-hmm. kind of line to me. Yeah. There's also, um, she writes a lot, a lot, a lot from her own personal experience. And she had a, she's had, you know, some, she's had some stuff happen to her. Right. Uh, lots of mental health issues and, uh, um, anxiety and uh, eating disorders. And part of this song is is like a lot of her stuff is drawn from her journals and the the line hunger hurts but starving works, it became sort of a a, a, a well-known mantra in in a lot of uh, eating disorder circles because it represents this idea that like like it's, Within the context of this tune, wanting love is painful, but staying away from it on purpose works to to experience like like to to sort of create the person that you're trying to be. Mm-hmm. Wanting love is like being in this place where I I long for this relationship 
I, I long for my health, for wholeness or whatever. It yes, that is painful, but in order to sort of present myself the way that I need to be and for him to see me, it maybe it's the case that I am starving myself of that love on purpose. Like there's there's layers to this that it's hard to explain. It's hard to put into words what this actually means because you feel it. Sure. Yeah. And and she is good at creating these poetic lines. It's like this means something. I can't tell you what it means beyond the words that are there, but it means something significant. Is it it's both that love is like the feelings I encounter in this eating disorder as well as the fact that will this person love me given the flaws that I have in that space it's kind of wrapped up in a soup yeah it's all a, all a big soup it's um like people people want to be whole and healthy and and like eating disorder has a lot to do with body image and like you want to be a certain way and love can be a lot like that where you want things to be a certain way and and you have misconceptions about how it actually is. And so you you do things like starving yourself in order to attain the misconception. And, and that's, I mean, it works because it costs too much to love. Lots going on in the second verse. I suppose similarly as I'm reading this, all the images go through my heart and mind and I see them and I couldn't quickly say, oh, this is about this, mm-hmm. you know. Because it's it's more complex than that. Yeah. We yeah. were we talked through Cecilia uh, yeah. uh, with Paul Simon and you said, this is about the the muse. And I was like, uh-huh. of course it is. And the whole yeah, thing makes right? sense then. It's, it's <laughs> right. pretty straightforward. Yeah. That is not how this verse works. That is correct. <laughs> That's not how most of her stuff works. It's not straightforward. Because she's pointing at beauty, and and we should all experience beauty individually. Mm -hmm. And so we are going to bring our own experiences to the way that she writes, and we're going to draw our own stuff out of it. It's also the case, I mean, meta level. The four want you to think that they're complicated. It may make Mm -hmm. things... the, The presentation is going to come in such a way that it feels complicated to the people in front of you. Yes. Because that is the magnet. Right. I want you to think there's some depthiness here because that's how I connect with other people. And so right. that's that's also how lyric writing works. And I think a, a Fiona Apple is a good representation of someone who does that really well. And there's a lot of people in the world who are bad representations right. of trying that same thing. Right. It's again the case that 
you know, I guess personal flaws are all over this. The sexual image here of putting a little love in my void is is twofold there. One, I, I think there's the sexual image, but there's also the I'm empty inside mm-hmm. feeling, which I think you're trying to communicate in terms of this is how this, this artist is coming to songwriting from a place where she's really has some struggles. Yeah. And so there's the physical side here of... Mm-hmm. Of a of a human being connecting with you intimately, but then there's but that can't necessarily solve your soul problems. Right, right. It's all in your head, and he just doesn't get it. Yep. Yeah. This is again similar, I suppose, to criminal. She sees herself as superior. He's a little boy. Is the last line here? I think criminal. She sees herself as superior. Am I wrong there? Or you're not getting me in this space, perhaps. I don't want to say yes, but that's mainly because I don't want to offend <laughs> fours and fans of Fiona Apple. But I'll it's, say it. Yeah, it it's <laughs> superior is the wrong word. Okay. Uh, I think there are a lot of people in the world who see things on a level that the fact that other people can't see them means to them that they are more enlightened in touch with something i don't think that fiona apple would say that she thinks she's superior but i do believe that she would acknowledge that like especially thinking about her past relationships she is she can see other people clearer than they can see themselves sometimes because of immaturity or whatever I suppose a secondary observation. She she's idealistic about this person in front of her and is seeking to push them to see her. Do you see who I am? Mm-hmm. He clearly can't. And so the demeaning line of you're just a little yeah. boy comes out of that space. It's also and the idealism is gone, is frustrated in yeah, that moment. That's what it is. Yeah. It, yeah. The this is gonna be true of force oftentimes in relationships that they are longing to pull the person close, but when the person's close, then they're disappointed. Yes. And that needs to yeah. get named. Yep. And that's yep. coming out in her her lyrics here. Exactly. Yeah. I suppose with criminal, it's the person is near and then I was able to do whatever I wished with them, even cut them. You know, the, the image again of let's see if something's real here if you bleed. And there is something real there. I suppose in criminal, the hurt of her lover is real. And now yeah. she sees it as part of the flaw that she's been this sort of person that can hurt him. Mm-hmm. I think there's something similar here. Anyway, I also think that there's a good moment to note that like there is a difference between doing things and being a thing like like you can be you can do bad things, but not be a bad person. Sure. And and I think within fourness, that line for a lot of fours doesn't exist. There is no difference between what you do and what you are. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the flaws and, and the things that you think keep you outside. Yeah. Keep you apart from other people. And so she's she used her sexuality to get whatever she wanted to manipulate and, and and take advantage of this boy. And she doesn't see that as something bad that she did. She sees herself as inherently flawed. And the bad things come out of that bad place. Thing that ends up hitting me as you're talking is that each of the types 
sees something that's a problem. And for ones, fours, and sevens, the problem is inside of them. Mm-hmm. And so sevens are running away from that problem. Ones are getting angry at the problem. And fours are doing what we see here in terms of how they relate to their own personal flaws. Yeah. Twos, fives, eights all expect rejection from something out there, from other people or the world, or or perhaps the brute facts for fives. The And then three, six, nines, it's going to go both ways. Um, right. But I like the the image here of understanding the hearts of ones, fours, and sevens. You have to understand that they think there's a problem s- somewhere within them. Mm-hmm. And if you can get your, your your mind around that, you can probably understand quite a bit of what's going on with those three types. Right. This is yeah. why sevens are running. This is why ones are so angry at themselves. Yeah. And again, we're going through the inner life of fours here. Come on. <laughs> Extraordinary machine. Yeah, uh, the title track off her third studio album. Uh, if you're a fan, you'll know that uh, you you may know that there was some issues with the release of her third album, and then this finally dropped and blew us all away. And other people were like, "Meh, it's fine," and we were like, "Shut up, you idiots!" <laughs> um, the one big thing I want to say about this one is that she. So much of her music and and lyrics, like the, she has a lot to say about bad relationships and and things going bad. Like she's she's very open about some of the feeling space of things going wrong in relationships. And and uh, this song is such an excellent representation to me of a four who sees themselves fully mm-hmm. and and calls the full self beautiful, flaws and good things. I certainly haven't been shopping for any new shoes. And I certainly haven't been spreading myself around. I still only travel by foot and by foot it's a slow climb. But I'm good at being uncomfortable so I can't stop changing all the time. Like there's this this introspective thing about recognizing the way that that she moves in the world and it's not perfect sometimes it's not good but there is something beautiful about it uh she is extraordinary mm-hmm. it's again the case the dichotomies pop for me on this song mm-hmm. that she is yep. good at being uncomfortable and again you're you're pairing you're matching things that are appear to be opposites. Be kind to me or treat me mean. I'll make the most of it. I'm an extraordinary machine. Yeah, because I am capable of of many wonderful things. Some self-talk going on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that most of this tune is self, uh, is introspective. Um, I, I think this is, like, it, it is sort of written to, like, from first person to another, but but I think it's all about the self, and I, I think that is an important part of, of knowing fours as well, is that there's a lot of nasal gaze, there's a lot of navel gazing in fours. They are very interested about in being true to themselves and the deepest part of who they are and and they want to present that and see how you react to it. In fact, the opposite of her would be 
her opponent that's always on the go in this. Um, there's some, there's something about like here's here's my doppelg here's my opposite uh, mm-hmm. is somebody in movement. Right. Bang. Got thoughts on regret? Oh man. Okay. Regret. Um, so I, in listening to all of her music, and I've I've spent a lot of time in my life listening to her music. A lot. A lot. A lot of time. And usually there's sort of this like existential experience when I I. Like, I'll listen to the music over and over and over again, and then I'll focus in on one song for something. Like, a a line will grab me, and then I'll just, like, listen to that one song for, like, six days in a row. And, And this tune moves me in such a significant way that, that I think that, like, there's, there's something so important about fours being able to express something vile yeah in a beautiful way it's both beautiful and the lot of the language here is brutal in nature yes yes it is so mean yeah but it's also true so the 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 chorus of the line of of the of the this whole tune is And that is the meanest way for someone to say, I can't deal with how terrible you are anymore. And it's also so beautiful. I dream of a day where I could say that to someone because it's so meaningful and it cuts the ability of force to be in the negative space without having to fix it. I think there's something here about her, like she's not running away from how awful she needs to tell this person he is. Mm-hmm. Like there's no conflict avoidance here. There's, she's not, she's not even necessarily trying to start a fight. She's trying to like highlight you are terrible and here's all the reasons why. And like, let's, let's sit in how terrible you are for a minute. A lot of, yeah, the, notice the time orientation here is what's hitting me. There's a lot of recalling this is all the stuff that you've done to me, but it's actually mm-hmm. the end of the song is a very present move. Whether that's in stress or security, we might go either, either way. But her movement to say, leave me alone, is active. Yeah. And it's present. It's, it's, yeah. not, it's not past focus anymore. And that's, I think, yeah. worth naming for a four. And again, it's, it's, it's a withdrawal. It's a yep. hard withdrawal, uh, yep. relational cutoff, as it were, severing in a different kind of way than what we see in her other lines, where she's pushing somebody away mm-hmm. in a different kind of this way. This is this is the end of something. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I don't want you to come back. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. this one. Yeah, because I don't have any more white dove's feathers. I've run out. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> it's. You got anybody that comes to mind who uh, has hot piss coming from their mouth? I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> right here on this public podcast. <laughs> I read that and I was like, whoa. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. may have had somebody come to mind. It's a thing. It's a thing. Sometimes people are really toxic and she's going to say, you're toxic. 
in in the most descriptive way she can think of. That is, again, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but that dichotomy of white doves, feathers, and hot piss, there's another one. Just mm-hmm. severe contrast. Yes. Yep. Last song from Miss Apple. You're gonna make a mistake. I'm gonna do it on purpose. I'm gonna waste my All of this seems like, again, kind of the themes of her songwriting, again, kind of for me, just right here. Mm-hmm. There's not only the flaw, but she's seeing herself in a very violent way that I'm a bloodsucker mm-hmm. who's full. <laughs> it's like, yeah. we're going to come back to those sort of images of, yeah, it's a very violent image in my mind. Yeah. Um, any lines on this pop for you? And, and- I mean, all of them do. We could go okay. line by line if you wanted to. Yep. But uh, the the theme of this that really sticks out to me here is that in contrast to most other people and particularly thinking about like ones, uh, eights, uh, less eights, um, sixes, um, like that here is someone who is trying to say, I need to have experiences because they're true. Mm-hmm. I need to, f- I, I, I want to bleed just to feel I'm alive. And I know things are, I, I know this thing is going to be a mistake, but I need to make it because it's, it's true for me right now. Yeah. I mean, I recognize the title is about mistakes, but that, that is exactly it. It's one's relationship. To mistakes again a one's going to be self-critical of going down those paths but that's not her right. posture right and and, and like full acknowledgement of yeah. like this is a mistake i'm ignoring advice uh i'm that when i find my way back i may stay or i may not because i've acquired a taste for a well-made mistake like i i get what that thing is and i'm gonna do it again right I do like that, that there's something true in mistakes, mm-hmm. another kind of dichotomy, but that's actually a valuable place to be. And you mentioned it earlier that ones need to find that space as well. Right. Of, um, and I, I suppose twos may find that space if, when twos go to secure places, that there are beauties to be seen in in both the quote unquote, the good things in life and in the bad things in life. There's something right. true worth naming. Right. Because perfect is boring. Right. Last words on this song? I don't have anything more to say about it. I mean, let me rephrase that. I don't think I need to add anything more <laughs> per this discussion. Nine that you are, you don't want to speak in for Fiona Apple here. I mean, but that's correct. That's <laughs> I do not. Love me some Green Day. A radical shift. Where we off mic, uh, TJ and I were, were talking about how advanced and mature a lot of. Fiona Apple's music comes across, and the very last four that we're going to cover has a maturity behind it. This is not the case with Green Day. If you look, <laughs> if you look at the cover of Dookie, you will immediately go, "This was created by a sixteen-year-old boy." Uh huh. <laughs> you mean the the album titled Dookie? Yeah, that one. Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. that's some that's some '90s ethos right there. That just everything <laughs> that I'm creating is just a bunch of crap. <laughs> right. 
I wonder what suburb he grew up in. <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> a suburb of Detroit? I think he's a Michigan kid. Uh, man. Person. Yeah. Yeah. He's a grown man now. Grown man now. And uh, uh, I feel like his stuff matures. But Basket Case, we'll start out with some early Green Day, has, uh, right. again, the there's a lot of external focus, but then it comes back to me. But this is, I think, well, we we've talked. We should talk about this for a minute. Oftentimes, with the artists that we're covering, the easiest time to type them is when they're young, mm-hmm. because a lot of their excesses are coming out in yeah. their early writings. Yeah, the the ego is most prominent between seventeen and twenty three. So I think you see that here. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? I am one of those melodramatic fools, neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. Self-confessed drama going on here. And I'm going to whine about nothing and everything all at once. <laughs> you just would love to be this man's counselor. Hard pass. <laughs> Which actually is part of the song. <laughs> I went to a train to analyze my dreams. She says it's like a sex that's bringing me down. This is actually hilarious to me that if you've come into my office to complain about nothing and everything all at once, I might say to you, you know what? You just need to get laid. That's yeah, <laughs> and that might be true for some people. Might be true. <laughs> <sighs> Lawyer speak. Yeah, all all uh, psychological uh, prescriptions given by the Around the Circle podcast should be taken with a grain of salt and are not actually legal advice or anything stated from professional counselors. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but you're not licensed in anything. But yeah, go get laid. That, that, that might be good for your soul. <laughs> This is actually a hilarious image that he's actually taking the prescription. I'm I'm gonna go have sex with somebody, so I found a sex worker. He's yeah. not having sex with her. <laughs> he's talking to her. He's telling her all his problems. <laughs> Sometimes I give myself the- We haven't stated it explicitly yet, but but fours are part of the group that like part of how they come to conflict, how they they solve problems in their lives is by like showing you their emotional life and wanting an emotional response from you, wanting a, a response of understanding and even uh, sympathy or empathy. Like they, they want you to know how they feel and they want you to tell them how you feel and they want to know that there's common ground there. And this is, I think, a great example of like like part of, part of what he's doing is like trying to lay out his emotional experience. Right. And, and like 
like this this has so much to do with anxiety and paranoia and and like the struggles of these mental health issues that that keep people from engaging the world in a really significant in a in a let's say healthier way in an easier way and and he is like he 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 can't just say i have anxiety he may not have known how at this time but but he lays it all out there. Uh, I'm going to whine about ev- nothing and everything all at once. I'm one of those melodramatic fools, which, by the way, speaking of dichotomy, this song is not melodramatic. True. And as much as I might describe the person of Billy Joe Armstrong as melodramatic, I would not describe Green Day yeah. as melodramatic. Right. Neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. I give myself the creeps. Some t- my mind plays tricks on like he's just like just word salad, just spilling all of his inner stuff because this is part of how he solves problems in his life is by giving it all and saying, "What do you? How do you feel about this? Right? Do you see me? I bet you could easily play this at you know at half the tempo and it would come across as a very melancholy song." Mm. You know, do yes. you have yeah. the time to live? You know, sorry, I think. Like, Im- imagine Julian Baker singing yeah, this instead right. of Billy Joe Armstrong. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, last word on this is that it's past focus. I went to a shrink. I went to a whore. These, 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 mm-hmm. and they're very relational in terms of I'm trying to get feedback about my inner life. And then right. it comes back to why am I flawed? I give yeah. myself the creeps. It's all adding up, you know, da da da. Love the hell out of Good Riddance. This is this is more him with this is him without the band, and may expose more of what his musical tendencies would be. <laughs> sure. Without the seven drummer and the seven bass player, which I don't actually know that, but those guys seem <laughs> those guys have had some cocaine um, and some Mountain Dew. Probably <laughs> that'll get you some places, kids. Maybe at the time it was Surge. It's the law school cocktail right there. Let's get some surge. <laughs> the thing that hits me here, and we haven't talked about it, is the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, this, I come back to this song. This is this is one of those songs that really takes me to the high side of my stress number because it's yeah. there's so much nostalgia, yeah. and it just colors. It gives me a, a foundational place to go when I go into four space that is fairly robust and girthy and unworthy and anyway that's what I hear in this song another turning point a fork stuck in the road time grabs you by the rest directs you where to go so make the best of this test and don't ask why it's not a question but a lesson learned in time it's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life. We said this with some other charts, that, especially with the twos, but it may be the case with fours here, that sometimes it's kind of gobbledygook, the, their opening lines. It's, it's free association. It's just getting something on paper. Sure. But then around the second and third verse, it solidifies, and they're going to say something. Mm-hmm more personal yeah well and like i i don't think that fours are going to be as concerned about like setting the stage uh making sure that the song is perfect from start to finish uh like let it be what it is yeah 
And that's more important than all of those other things. Getting nostalgia. So take the photographs and still frames in your mind. Hanging on a shelf in good health and good time. Tattoos and memories and dead skin on trial. For what it's worth, it was worth all the while. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life. A positive spin in this about a broken relationship. Or, le- or a relationship, I should take that back. It's He's not sad in the way that you might be about a, a really great relationship that's ended. I think he's yeah. finding value here. That's always what I think when I listen to this song, is he sees something beautiful in the person who decided to go a different pl- path. Mm-hmm. I also... I think a, 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 another great example of the fact that we bring our own stuff to... Uh, to art and and we bring we draw our own interpretations out of it uh, he was writing this about uh, like th- this was written almost in anger about someone who sort of up and left uh, and moved to a different state and so like you can also imagine him saying like if he was saying these words it's right. more like throwing them at her there's a vindictive side of, yeah. I hope you have the time I, of your I, life. I hope you have the time of your life. <laughs> Get out. So there's like that, that it, it's not a reframing to me, but it is like this, like this is true and how you interpret it is up to you. Yeah. That, as you say that, I can certainly see the song through that lens mm-hmm. and the performance has never hit me that way. For what that's worth and part of that's because like this this became iconic in our culture as like one of the like time like this is a time of your life song along with vitamin c's graduation <laughs> this has been the song for many many graduating classes over the last 25 years would never have guessed that though when you say that it's kind of obvious yeah. yeah that has never been my experience of this that's hilarious yeah I, this is worth noting. I haven't thought about this, but the way I experienced the music of the '80s is the way you experienced the music of the '90s, and mm, and sure. <laughs> I can see how, like, I'm experiencing it in real time when I'm self-actualizing. Sure, you know, yeah. and yeah. you know, a few years later, it enters the popular imagination, takes its cultural position, and then here's what here's what it is: it's a graduation song. Right, right. Never Oof. would have thought this was a graduation song. <laughs> <laughs> this, there's no other songs like, like I have a, an image of an ex girlfriend. This song, and uh, there's a line from Pearl Jam that's "I hope you'll be a star in somebody else's sky," and I associate mm-hmm. those real similarly in my head sure. and heart. That they yeah. are both the relationships ending, and yet there's like this deep longing for. It is like a melancholy longing for, I hope, you know, I hope things are go great for you. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and, and to me, it's, it's like thinking of it in terms of a like higher level, like this is about transition song. Yes. I hope you have the time of your life. Thinking about it as a relationship song, it, 
to me, it reads a little bit more like, well, I hope it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Just never heard it in those those ways. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's great art. But, yep. I think the Mona Lisa well. is looking to the left. No, she's looking to the right. Is she, though? Is. I mean, that's or is she looking straight ahead? She just follows you wherever you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, I'm going to tell our fine audience something that we've never spoken about but needs to be known. Right, right. That you are... I mean, maybe not the biggest Taylor Swift fan, but you're up there. I mean, clear, <laughs> clearly. How dare you say that on a recording? No one was supposed to know. I told you that in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we needed to talk about T-Swift because it's the summer. It's the summer of the, of the, the summer Taylor Swift. Swift. Yeah. Both of us are novices. Novice is a great word. Yes. I did read today that she, like... Uh, literally today I read an article that she gave a hundred thousand dollar bonus yeah. to all of the truck drivers on her tour. Get, pay those folks. Interesting. Yeah. Rightly so. She's but I mean she apparently like like Biden is needs to celebrate this woman because the recession has been single handedly combated <laughs> by the Swifties. <laughs> <laughs> the individual cities have differing opinions on how they feel about the impact of her tour. Oh, is that right? The the entire economy of those cities, it's a win. <laughs> I have en- I've en- enjoyed familiarizing myself. I have known who Ta- Taylor mm-hmm. Swift is for whatever reason. Just haven't really pushed in to the catalog. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna talk about. She's not writing music for us. It's probably forty <laughs> something white guys. No, not, it's not for us. Not on her radar. Yeah. <laughs> That's a challenge, T Swift. <laughs> we're gonna cover blank space anti-hero and archer uh it's hilarious to me going on the spotify and it's i mean the, the listens are enormous for these songs yeah i, th- oh, yeah. I think this They're first huge. one is like three billion listens sure we talked about the idealist pull from some of the other artists oh you want to talk about uh how she might not be a four sure we could get into that <laughs> So I, I consulted the internet because, like as we said, we're novices on on T Swift, and uh, we do not we we haven't invested enough into her vast catalog to really like get a good sense. Like all we're going off is the lyrics here, and uh, the internet had a lot of different things to say, and it made me think about, uh, in particular, her progression as an artist. And I think there is a lot of idealism represented in a lot of her tunes. I think there's a lot of poetry and symbolism that that is good and and speaks to a lot of foreness. But one of the things that we have been saying uh, over and over again is is the way that fours present themselves and their flaws is sort of like, here I am. And Taylor Swift seems to have a much more, um, not condemning, but acknowledgement of of the the sort of wrongness of her flaws. Like she she comes to to me, it seems like she comes to a lot of her music and the way like she is honest about her 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 vulnerability, her insecurities, her the things that she has done that that show her in a bad light but she does she isn't honest in a way of saying take me as i am it seems like her honesty is much more about this is true of who i have been and i'm trying to be better 
and that like and and especially thinking about some of her her earlier stuff like the progression of her music it seems like she is drawing from four not necessarily that she lives in four and i would i would be i i would have a much easier time saying that she's a one than a four so I'm sticking, and maybe this may give us, a, for those of you who are Swift fans, it may give us an opportunity to circle back around in future episodes, <laughs> talk about yeah. other songs that are more one-ish in nature. A lot of the themes that we brought up with Fours in the past songs, I see all over her writing. Now, mm-hmm. it is certainly the case that, as TJ was saying, that might be coming out of a stress move mm-hmm. or writing in that more, you know, I do this, I'm aware of doing this composing from four space as opposed to composing from one space. And that makes a lot of sense to me. It's also the case that I don't think we see a lot of fours living in one space and and kind of embracing that. But if you were to point to someone who appears fairly secure resource wise and the rest, she may qualify. <laughs> so sure. there, yeah. there is some, uh, there is some stuff as we get into, we may mention parts of her story, uh, recently that, that elevate the one side and I'm not opposed to that. Um, yeah. I would love to, uh, so as it stands, we don't know this woman. She's not self typing. Looking at the one and fourness in the song can be valuable for both numbers. So I think that's, that's an essence where we can go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Both ones and fours are idealists. Notice the beginning of this song. This is Blank Space. I don't know about you. That sounds identical to me in terms of the posture that we saw in that and in, in some sure. of the Fiona Apple songs. Yep. Bang. <laughs> no, no, uh, no argument there. <laughs> oh no, I have a bomb to throw at you in a few minutes. Well, let's get a little farther into the lyrics. She's going on vacation in that improvement. Sure. Yeah. If you got a passport, that feels secure to me. She's also very active, though. She's relate. All of this is about relationships. One, but two. Mm-hmm. These these are much more body centric images. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what are your thoughts? This song is a satire. Oh, did you look this up? Yep. Okay. So she. Uh, she came onto the scene as a as a rising country star and like like America's girl next door kind of thing and like like she had this really wholesome image and then the media started decided that they needed something more than just talking about this really talented good girl so they started trashing the fact that she had a several relationships with high profile people so like she she has a a, a a dating history and a lot of the names on her that list are really high profile and so 
her relationships have largely been public in those ways. Right. And the media decided to trash her for all of that. I think they get paid for that sort of thing. Yes. <laughs> because it sells it sells papers. When 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 the cover of your of your terrible quote unquote news magazine is is about it uh taylor swift's newest conquest and how she broke his heart and like whatever else like like that is how she has been painted this song is about like a satire about how she has been painted in the me in the media as someone like as a female version of like the male player right kind of yeah so on that front, if it's satire and if it's about what I imagine, I've, I mean, we can name very famous people that have died because they're uh, running from folks with cameras. Sure. The is that a place? Is that a place of stress? You can come into those spaces, or is it just this? Is just a fictional story. It's not even there. It's not self-revelatory at all. I think it is. Um... I think it, it could very easily be a like self introspection in order to discover what's real. Like when I obviously cannot, I, I struggle with the very little celebrity I experience from this podcast. I cannot possibly imagine what it is like to be someone like Taylor Swift and struggle with the celebrity of like, I am just moving through my life dating people and then ending relationships that are bad and then dating someone else like that. And then it's all over the media and they are creating the narrative for what everyone else thinks about it. And so maybe I am actually this person uh, or maybe I'm like, I like struggling with identity when this is what's being, when, when this is what everyone believes about you. She comes to this place and like in the stress of the introspection, sees it as a joke. Oh, oh, oh! This this is this is what everyone thinks about me. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna create this clown figure to show you like how ridiculous this version of of what you're you're telling me I am. If she's able to get there as a one, she's an extraordinarily mm -hmm. healthy one. Because I don't think a one. I think a one would have a hard time composing that song. Sure. But the, just as a side note. It's possible. The chorus in the second verse, just to, to hit some of the themes that we've hit. I, it, and again, it's the case that it could be coming out of stress here, but I feel like there's just so much of the four language we've already looked at. So just to cover it real quick, the chorus ends up going. So it's Just there, notice dichotomies, huge mm -hmm. highs, huge swings, forever down in flames are extremes, which we've seen yeah. as a tendency here. don't know that uh, it may be just me it may be other ones it's again the case fours i see playing the relational game and i just don't see ones mm -hmm. doing that and it seems like that 
that image is all over her song here and other songs. Sure. And per- perhaps the, even what you're describing as her her actual legit, you know, personal life. What What do you mean by that? That may be a step too far. <laughs> if it's the case, that is a step too far. I'm not I'm not critiquing how many people Prince is sleeping with. It's a lot. Sure. <laughs> you right. know, yeah. or anyone yeah. else on our list. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah, that was too far. But she's singing about the about broken relationships in the, in a similar way to Fiona mm-hmm. Apple. It's in here and then in the second verse. Uh, we'll have to get to um, get to some of that when when we get into some of the other tunes. But I I think that that like encasing this song in the language of uh, in in the lens of satire, like I I can't see her seeing herself this way she to me this song is 100 percent. she is writing a song describe like about the person that is in the media not about herself okay yeah okay yeah it's a re- she's reacting to and describing the person there mm-hmm. <sighs> this is the person that you are describing this is not who i actually am yeah. this is who you are describing it may be the case that there is some of this in her, but if we think of this song exclusively as satire, then my pause there. Then I mean, if that so, if if we grant that, then it's not self-revelatory at all. What it is is, I mean, it's actually you. It would be pushing away from who she actually is, which maybe that's an argument against for yeah at some levels. Yeah, handful of lines. I suppose I could just speak them. Again, the dichotomies, rose gardens filled with thorns and keep you second guessing. She elevates jealousy as something she gets drunk on, which is an mm-hmm. interesting image. Um, darling, I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream. Dichotomy, self-referential, and it's again exposing that she's flawed. There's a lot of that sneaking in here even if it is the case that she's writing a satire perhaps it's the case that she's allowing some of the reality to be in there True. the the one line that gets me is boys only want love if it's torture don't say i didn't say i didn't warn ya boys only want love if it's torture don't say i didn't say i didn't warn ya and she does it twice and it's, a, I mean, a just similar heart, I suppose, to what I see in Fiona Apple's lines of mm-hmm. thinking that the relationship that she's going to have with the person in front of her is going to be a painful experience for the person in front of her. That's coloring a lot of her language. Right. So. I agree, and I still think this one's satire. Yep. Bang. Was the high worth the pain? Satire. <laughs> <laughs> Antihero. I mean, this. I don't know if they can all be satire. I think Antihero is going to double down a little bit more. And this is also, she's, if you look at her uh, album covers, it's exactly as you were kind of saying. Very put together country music star look. Mm-hmm. By the time, some uh, like Midnight's is, is a cover. And if you look at the picture that they've selected for her or that she's selected for her um, on Spotify, it is. Wait, wait, did you describe the Fiona Apple images like the heroin? Um, uh, heroin chic. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's getting embraced at yeah. some at some levels with her self-revelatory side. Mm. And that might be a pushing away. 
I mean, I can see ones doing this as well, but like pushing away from I'm not cookie cutter. Yeah. But I could see fours pushing away from cookie cutter hard, especially if their career was dominated by people who were controlling her in the outset. And now she's got right. control and now she's going to expose who she is. Yeah. Anyway. I have a relational and flawed is just what I read there again. There's also a self-critical side that's a little bit more severe. That's that's the thing that I I am drawn to is that that it's like in the 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 pointing at pointing at my own flaws, there's a lot more self-criticalness than a lot of other four language that I that I experience. I don't know if it's me. My self-criticism is action-focused. I don't think I'm... I don't, like, say I'm a terrible person. That doesn't actually come out of my mouth. I did this action, and this would make sense on the body types, and I did this action that was really awful, and the mm-hmm. action is the thing I'm focused on. Yeah. I hear in the four language much more of a, you know, I'm sick at some mm-hmm. level. Yeah, I'm a devil. Right. Yeah. I should not be left to my own devices. They come with crises and vices. I end up in crisis. Again, the image of somebody leaving them. It's just, again, it's just over and over. Somebody's leaving them mm-hmm. as here's the fruit that I want to sing about is the person that I connected to taken off. Mm-hmm. Again, that could be coming out of a stress place with, for ones, but. Right. It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. At tea, time, everybody agrees. I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. It must be exhausting always. Flaws and relational. I don't feel like this is angry. Maybe I should say that. But it is confessional. A lot of the four stuff has been confessional, though, yeah. I don't have any more to say about that. (laughs) I don't have any other thoughts. Two other lines that hit me. Again, it's a dichotomy, and it's pushing others away. The first is, I wake up screaming from dreaming. One day I'll watch as you're leaving, and life will lose all its meaning. We talked about this before in terms of the search for existential answers in relationships and it's almost Mm. explicit right here yeah and the other one is uh describing herself she's She's yeah very dramatic very relational like you've cut me off and like it's about it's about her not leaving people in her will and now she's laughing from hell but that uh, again it's you're taking these two images that shouldn't go together and putting them putting them together, and that's been a common way that fours uh, have pinned. To, th- th- that one is actually a, a, a good sort of in for me about like getting to the thing that I, I feel from this song, that it, it's, it's much more condemning 
than I feel a lot of our other four stuff has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a there's a judgment over my flaws on this that that is not held the same way as say Fiona Apple or even um, Billy Joe Armstrong. Right, is that his name? Yep. Uh, that that like she is is saying these she's speaking of her flaws in a in a either a pol- in a much more apologetic or or like self-criticism kind of way than than we see it in other places right I'll, I'll build on this in terms of a one argument is that i have seen very little that's past oriented it, that was another thing that I was thinking about. Uh, there's so much of her stuff is is not talking about that thing that happened and how I felt about that thing that happened. It's a, talking about something that's happening right now. Yeah. You look like my next mistake is mm-hmm. present focused. Yeah. Um, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. Hi, it's me. I'm I'm the problem. That, that just yeah. doesn't feel like a, I've done these things. That feels like a present reality kind of thing. Right. Right. Bang. Uh, must be exhausting always rooting for the anti-hero if for the one if that's your self-perception that's obvious just to put a name on it this this is not a good place to be yeah 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 it and it's i and that's the thing i i don't think that she necessarily sees herself this way completely i think that this is a, a judgmentalism coming out right in this yeah that she wants to put on paper yeah. there you go yeah last song is Archer. This is an earlier song off of Lover. Combat I'm ready for combat I say I don't want that What if I do? Cause cruelty wins in the movies I've got a hundred donuts as I almost said to you It's again a mixture here for me. Very physical images. I don't hear a lot of fours wanting to go into combat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's an action orientedness to a lot of her lyrics, and that's true. And like she's talking about things happening, where a lot of what Fiona is talking about, like the things that are happening, are actually metaphors representing the emotional experience of what is really going on. Mm-hmm. Like it's not actually things happening, and and so much of Taylor Swift's writing is things that are happening it's action oriented second time the ver- the chorus is played it ends with they see right through me they see right through me can you see right through me the there has been this push pull of who could ever leave me darling who could stay that's as push pull as it gets mm. and 
they see right through me, they see right through me. It's just, that just is core motive for fours as saying you can't see me and I want you to see me at the same time. But also I don't, I don't read push pull on this. Who could leave me darling and who could stay? Yeah. Who, because uh, like the, because I I don't see this as a a pushing away kind of move. I think that like who could stay is about the fact that they left, not that I'm pushing them away. The question, and it's the line that ends the song, and it's repeated five times. feels like you're they're just living in that space mm-hmm. why would you but stay? not okay. but not necessarily that they're pushing people away well who could stay you're so flawed but that's that's judgmentalism that's not that's not that's not an actual like a a, a pushing away of someone i don't know combat is, can be <laughs> of that sort um sure i've been the archer ends up being a very there's a violent image um, mm. I've been the archer. I've been the prey. Ends up being, I mean, this obviously this is the chorus. <laughs> this feel there's a dichotomy again. Archer prey is a dichotomy. Yeah. Who could ever leave me, darling? Who could stay? It's, that just strikes me as having push pull all over it. A and past orientation. I have been the archer. <laughs> one past orient. <laughs> Clearly a Finally, four. Finally, one past orient. <laughs> so, and and part of what what should be acknowledged in the dichotomy thing in in the overall dichotomy conversation is that like that that is also like that is an idealism kind of thing Mm -hmm. because it's like with ones a lot of ones their rigidity represents dichotomy it's there are good things and there are bad things there's no in between there's black and there's white and there is no in between either you're whole and good and completely good or you're wretched I th- so i th- one i think that's correct too the it feels like the dichotomies that we've been painting don't they lack the moral judgment there this may have mm-hmm. some moral judgment cuz obviously there's a killer and there's a slain right but i th- i suppose that's where i would go yeah all right tj and i will continue to meditate on yeah we'll uh we'll uh spend some more time with with the uh with t swift the catalog she's yeah i would also like to say that like one of the big things that that stands out i think when when talking about taylor swift as a as an artist is that like she came onto the scene and a significant amount of herself her image her the her the production of her music was done by somebody else Mm -hmm. and she had to earn she had to sort of like she had to have legal battles to win back the rights to her um to her music and as she has gotten that music she's re-recorded remastered re re re-engineered a lot of those those tunes and re-released them and there's an element of like this uh, there's a foreness uh, that would say this is true to my experience at that time and but the the fact that she keeps fixing her music yeah is a, is a big flag for me that says 
that that represents oneness. So I prime the pump for this one in that we don't see fours living in security very often. But say it's the case yeah. that you're in the hundreds of millions of dollars and you have all the sure. attention that you could possibly want. And now you have control of your entire catalog. It strikes yeah. me as a secure place. And maybe you're very interested in your image. And really your image is a primary to you in terms of what you want the world to see. I suppose sure. that's where I went there. Like I've, I think fours going to one space can get into their body, can become active, and it's going to look a little bit more, um, like you're saying, I don't want to say perfectionistic, but certainly bringing order to the beautiful things. Sure. I get that. It, I think one's insecurity write songs like Shake It Off. Well, yeah, so... <laughs> 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 Are you saying that I selectively chose all the four-ish songs? No, no. I, I think that uh, I, I think it's for me. It's it's I. I have an easier time thinking of her as a four, as a one, yeah, than a four. That's all. It's, but we could also both be completely wrong. Of course, she could be any other number. We have no idea because you're not supposed <clears throat> to type other people. It's a good. I'm I suppose to elevate beyond that because obviously that's unsolvable. What ought to, the listener, dear listener, what you ought to take away is that this is, here's one of those spaces um, on the line that's just Mm -hmm. worth jumping into. Fours and ones in commonality and how they would experience these sorts of feelings. For ones, the thing, if ones are living in this space, it needs to be named as stress. Yeah. And so, and if fours are living in this space, it needs to be, the question needs to be, is this healthy or unhealthy? Two very different kind of questions, I suppose. Yep. Somebody who is clearly a four, however, yeah, I suppose we can't say that. But <laughs> we're gonna end with Prince. Mm. I think the the artist I associate most with one uh, T.J. Wilson is is Prince, and it's because of the. Ooh. It's definitely because of the purple. That's uh, that's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I I can't say directly because I I don't actually know if this is true or not, but it's possible that my love for purple stemmed from Prince. Pulls it off, makes it cool. Yeah, it's true. That uh, yeah. that mo- that motorcycle is still. Oh my god, that's that's that classic. Cool. It's it's hard to make eighties yeah. classic, but come on. Yep. Yeah, he did it. <sighs> Thing about Prince, just as a total side note, I didn't. I had I had not really respected Prince the musician until because you're a fool. Well, it just didn't. Like I knew about Prince, enjoyed a lot of Prince charts. Yeah, it wasn't until he performed at the Super Bowl where I was like, yeah. "Holy cow, he is!" Yeah, the, it is. If you haven't gotten a chance to see this, you gotta treat yourself. The in for for my money, and I've, I'm sure I've seen them all now. The the Super Bowl performance by Prince is in my mind far away, far and away the best. It is widely regarded as one of, if not the best of all time. Simply. Halftime shows. Extraordinary. Uh, And there's something about, there's the Freddie Mercury side of Prince on stage by himself. Uh, Mm -hmm. The attention's on him and he meets it. So again, we kind of said that space for some fours with a hard three wing is the diva space. And this this person seems to me to really embody that personality with all its flaws, but also with all of its glories. Sure. 
And I, I think that like, he is also a good representation of like like having both wings and drawing from them in both places. Yeah. Because on stage, he pulls his three wing yes. out and like this is his dance partner. And off stage, he pulls that five wing out and goes away. Like he his he's he's very private in his life. It's also the case that with his five wing, and we're gonna see this when we get to the fives, mm-hmm. the musicianship uh, rockets up. The, yeah. the fives yep. always are just they have honed their craft. Yeah, and yeah. that's one of the things if you see him play, he's just again do just knows what he's doing. Next level. My- one of my favorite quotes of all time, and mainly this is because it's about Prince, is uh, Dave Grohl, mm-hmm. uh, a a famous musician, <laughs> well known for his drumming, Nirvana drummer, and 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 Foo, Foo Fighters leader, and uh, just a a great guy, very famous musician, very talented, been around some players. He 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 knows some <laughs> he knows some musicians. Uh, he was asked if he thought that Prince was a better guitar player than he is. And Dave Grohl says, dude, Prince is a better drummer than I am. (laughs) That's funny. And Prince is definitely not famous for his drumming. It's also a very Dave Grohl thing to say. Yeah. This again, treat yourself to go down the YouTube rabbit trail, you know, his interviews are some of the best. And I got down there to sound check. (laughs) There was no one there, it was an empty room. And I walked out into the middle of the arena and he sees me and he goes, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I thought we were gonna jam, Prince, you know? And uh, he goes, you wanna jam? I said, sure. So we get up, he said, do you wanna play drums or guitar? I said, I'll play drums. And so I sat down at this drum set and we started playing Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin. Uh-huh. And it was, I swear to God, the mo- it was the most amazing experience of my entire life. Wow. And there was nobody there. Oh, wow. It was, the forum was completely empty. I'm like, there's okay, nobody uh, Dave Grohl and Chuck D. I could watch those two men talk all day long about music. Mm-hmm. We had said this off mic. A lot of Prince's uh, songwriting comes across from a very mature spot even though sometimes mm-hmm. he's writing very early. Some things like yeah. uh, Dove's Cry feels a little bit more immature. But there's still a, a, a wisdom represented there. that like, like you cannot imagine Billy Joe Armstrong writing something that has that much meaning. True. Yeah. Another Michigan guy, I suppose. Yeah. One Prince. No, he's Minnesota. No, you're right. It's Minneapolis. Hey, more purple. It's true. There's uh, Vikings and such up there. There are Vikings in Minneapolis? There are. <laughs> Sports! Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I had like a, I'm getting all my facts wrong. The, the Taylor Swift <laughs> conversation threw me way off. For the record, I know that the Minnesota Vikings are in Minnesota because one of their main colors is purple, <laughs> like Prince. <laughs> that's how that works. By the way, other things that you need to put on your queue, quarterbacks on uh, Netflix, just phenomenal. It's a uh, documentary. It's a re- it's really great. But one of uh, they cover three NFL quarterbacks in one of their seasons, and one of the quarterbacks is from the Minnesota Vikings, and it was really great. <laughs> Speaking of purple, Purple Rain ends up being. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I'm sure the thing the thing and the thing go together. We talked about how oftentimes the opening verse 
of a song just focuses on the beauty in front of the four. This isn't yeah. how five songs are going to work. It's going to be real interesting when we get five songs. But four songs, we're going to start off by naming the beauty. What's interesting here is he doesn't really do the turn inward um, as much. Right. It's there, but this is a very, I mean, it's a very long song. Yes. With very little words. Yeah, there's like 12 lines. I never meant to cause you any sorrow. I never meant to cause you any pain. I didn't want to one time see you laughing, babe. Only want to see you, see you laughing, yeah, in the purple rain, purple rain. Have we said enough that so much of the heart of fours is coming out in this I've pushed you away posture? Right, right. Well, and like the, uh, so Purple Rain is, this is about so much is being said in so little, with with so little uh, material here because the, the purple rain is about like the blood rain against the blue sky at the end of the world. That's what this metaphor is. And Ugh. like he is talking, <laughs> I know, right? He, uh, he is talking about like his longing for this relationship is that it will last until the end of the world. That w- I, this will shock you. That was not going to be my interpretation of this song. <laughs> <laughs> well, that w- we can talk about your interpretation, <laughs> but that's still what that's what this is. Uh, it it's this like I don't I I didn't want to do anything that could hurt you. The one thing that I wanted most in the world was to see you laughing like to 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 be around you until the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, the alternative title was giggling during the apocalypse. <laughs> is, well, contrast. There's contrast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because if we're together, then the end of the world doesn't matter. Oh, there you go. Oh, come on. To circle back to uh, Goo Goo Dolls. Sure. The, yeah. it's, it's things that have weight and meaning. I suppose the one time he inserts himself is in the chorus. I only wanted to see you laughing in the purple rain. So there is a referential. This is my desire. I want you to see me seeing you. Yes. Yes. Very uh, like it, it may. I would. I don't think it's much of a stretch to say if we wanted to talk about instincts, uh, the sexual subtype uh, comes out very strongly in, in hmm. Prince as well. And yes, that is that is fair. That yeah. that one-on-one bonding side of this artist um, mm-hmm. comes out in the language. Yeah, over and again. Yep. You know what she wore, TJ? What did she wear? It was a raspberry beret. Mm. That sucker wasn't red, by the way. <laughs> it was not red. It was a very specific color. I like this image of fourness of picking out a, you know. It's a shade of color, but I'm going to specify a certain quality. A certain, uh, 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 like give it, 
give it a little more uh, nuance. Yes. Yeah. To get a little bit closer to the point. It's not just that it's raspberry. He's not going up to her and saying, hey, it's a, it's a beautiful red beret. Right. No. He is seeing how special she is and that it's it's got the nuance. Yeah. And not even that, like, she had a red hat on. Right. It's specifically a raspberry beret. I don't know that I've ever listened to the lines of that. <laughs> One, you will know is the past focused. Two, uh-huh. Mr. McGee is racist. Yes. But that's not what this song is about, so Here it is. He inserts himself, and I think I love her. I love her. Yeah. Uh, the the attention to detail that paints the picture. It there there's not a lot of like. It would be really easy to say, uh, "I was a I was a shop boy, and she came in while I was working," but but he goes through and like like paints this picture. Yeah. Of the encounter. about of the encounter and 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 noticing specific details that are sort of outside of the ordinary view of a lot of people and 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 insinuating a uh like he he is implying that that he experiences something about people but but particularly her by noticing that she came in through the outdoor. Like these little details yeah. communicate something about people and and fours can see some of these these beautiful things in ways that the rest of us can't. Real common experience and yet it's it's straight it's it's dressed up with a very romantic mm-hmm. coloring. Yeah. Notice the opening line by the way of our three songs. All of them the past focus is just all over them. I never meant yeah. to cause you sorrow. I was working part-time at a five and dime and the song that we're going to get to next, it's been seven hours and 15 days. All of these have a heavy, I'm going to enter the song through the past. Yes. Yeah. It's also the case. uh, He's working at a five and dime and then she had bought in a hat from a secondhand store. And these are the same sort of thing, but he's using, he's using a, a different synonym. Those are mm-hmm. those are both beautiful images, uh, not images, but those the words there have quality and some some you know some length um, depth, yeah. But he's not just repeating, right?
started laughing when reading this because, again, it's the four making fun of their lover. And you're just a little boy, according to Fiona Apple. And here, you're not very smart, but I like your hat. <laughs> well, and, and also communicating something real about her. She wasn't too bright, but she knew how to get what she wanted. Like she like this is this is a very flowery way of saying that she dropped out of school but she was street smart. You know? He's painting a picture here. Street smart about how to get kisses from a future superstar. Yeah. She knows what, how to get her kicks. I do like the image of Old Man Johnson's Farm. That's another mm-hmm. he's Mr. McGee, Old Man Johnson's Farm. It's it's yeah. there's nostalgia. And also, without saying the words, I was a kid, Yes. and this is clearly about losing my virginity, mm-hmm. he's, he's showing us that he was a kid who's about to lose his virginity. Is this about virginity? Oh, yeah. How do you know? Because he was a kid. He worked at a five and dime. I mean, Mr. McGee. Oh, also, I read, I, I researched it. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. That was the tell that someone- Somebody that, actually that said, said hey, this is about, <laughs> the, yeah, this is about losing his virginity. <laughs> I think, by the way, uh, we've said this in the past. I hate talking about sex, especially not necessarily on our podcast, but I think in this, these two episodes, it may have come up more than everything combined. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it's just. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we kind of can't talk about music without talking about <laughs> sex a little bit. Apparently, so. that's uh, what yeah. rock and roll is about. Yeah. Here it is. There it is. Have not. It won't be surprising. I haven't. I had not really paid attention to that third <laughs> verse. And now that you say it, eh, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Defiling old man Johnson's farm, apparently. I'm sure Old Man Johnson's farm had a had a few instances. Sounds like the type of place where people would go to lose their virginity in a small town. So. It actually does sound like that. Being from mm-hmm. a small town myself, there's there there are places that are known. Yep. Romantic. Good. Yeah, a very romantic and like like this this incredibly idealized version of something that probably was you know fine yep but but he remembers the thunder and the lightning the horses the um that like she this experience is 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 a story to be told right in his mind right not like for a lot of us our our virginity loss experience is like well yeah we had sex that was it that's the whole story but for a lot of fours there's this this vision like this thing happened and it's it's romanticized and it's idealized and it's even remembered in ways that are are that highlight the beautiful things about what was happening yep yeah i love that i suppose notice the here's again the activity of fours often takes place in scenarios like this where 
when they get the chance to pull someone into their world, that's where that's where the movement takes place. Idealists, yeah. ones, fours, and sevens are all pulling others. Yeah. And this is very much that sort of thing. I identify the beauty in front of me. I want her to come and see me. And that's mm-hmm. that's how fours are in the world. Right. Right. The and also notice that he's describing what happened without saying, I did this and then I did this and then I did this and then I did this. Right. That would be bowling. Yeah. It would be very boring. <laughs> um, I also want to say this is a good song to point out. Um, something that I, I raised in the last episode when we were talking about uh, Paul Simon and twos. And like there's there's something to be said about the uh, storytelling and the poetry of a lot of music. Mm-hmm. Um, like like Paul Simon, a lot of his music is incredibly poetic and and you you could put his lyrics in a book and just read that. And but there is a significant contrast to the poeticism of force. Right, true. And like when you think about someone like Paul Simon, who is a great storyteller in his in his music, who seems to be, it seems to us that he is much more two-ish in his storytelling. It's true that sometimes storytelling can be very poetic. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Prince and the 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 kind of words that he uses the music that he writes it's also true that sometimes poetry can tell a story and that's much more what this is like it's poetry that is telling a story and a lot of simon paul simon stuff is storytelling that can be poetic yep agreed and i i i think there's like when we are looking at the vast catalog of the world of musicians and like lots of and lots of lyric is is poetic. It's not necessarily, it does not mean that they're fours, but the way that fours come to their lyrics, there is a kind of poeticism that must exist for them, or else it's not beautiful. Yeah. I suppose an extreme example of this, but I'm convinced of this typing, is that Shakespeare is probably a four and does exactly sure. that. It's the po- yeah. The poem is there and it tells the story. But the poem right. is, is the, the poem part, is the thing that matters. Part, yeah, those yeah. stories that Shakespeare tells have been told a hundred times prior to Shakespeare. Some of them he told uh, several times yep. throughout his works. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you remember. But him. the thing that makes them different is the language, yeah. the poetry. Yeah. More contemporary, it uh, might be. I I could see. And uh, I, I haven't done the research, but I might start with Steinbeck, um, also as a in that four space. And sure. real similar on that front. Just yeah. gorgeous language. Yeah. Um, couldn't, in the words of Stephen King, like like aspiring writers read Steinbeck and say, I couldn't, I couldn't do this if you gave me a million years, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and it's the language. So yeah. uh, in honor of the great Sinead O'Connor who passed recently, not, not well known that this is a Prince song. Right. But uh, Prince wrote Nothing Compares to You, which was her big song and uh she sings the hell out of it yeah yeah her her version of this is way better than any of the ones that he recorded he has a live one that's pretty great but hers is still better right another song dripping with nostalgia for me eighth grade jeff at the funplex in south denver almost (laughs) got a kiss during this 
girl I danced with, <laughs> girl I danced with during the song went and danced with somebody else on the next song. And the Oof. next song was this song. <laughs> Yikes. Got to, That's a tragic got story. Got to watch her dance with somebody. To this. <laughs> so heartbroken. That's like the, the, the cut scene from a, a reunion movie. That's beautiful. <laughs> there's some there's some places when you're in middle school that are just like if if you were to go there now it would be the most average space in the world, but at the time this was right. very special. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was that it's the like the skate arena in this huge monstrosity of a you know, it was one of those places that had like eighty video games and fifty bowling alleys. There was a pool room and skate mm-hmm. space and mm-hmm. no skating going on. They decided to do a dance with videos on the on the on the big screens. Yeah. First time I ever saw this song. It's been seven hours and fifteen days since you took your love away. Focus is right up front. Yep. The uh, emotional longing is very apparent. Um, the that I can do whatever I want now, but nothing. Like there, the idealism there, the 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 romanticism, the the insistence on finding my identity and my relationship to you. Like like I don't want anything to about myself except being with you is just right there. I really wanted to put Phil Collins' song Take a Look at Me Now on this list. And I just couldn't mm. type Phil, any other Phil Collins songs yeah. as, as nope. four-ish. Yeah. How can I just let you walk away? Just let you leave without a trace When I stand here taking every But that's the same sentiment I see here. It's like yeah. I'm I'm singing about you since you took your love away. I can do all this. I can do all that. There's a wait. Would you call this? There's a. I want you to turn around and look at me mm-hmm. for a minute. And there's yeah. even like a couple of images of I can I could see whoever ever I choose, or later I could put my arm around every boy I see, almost like yeah. I, I want to 
make you jealous mm-hmm. so that you'll return kind of imagery. Or even like like the the idolization of this this like putting this lover on a pedestal. Like I could literally have anyone. Yeah. And there's no one in the world for me except for you. You want to talk about fours in comparison? That's actually a buzzword that's right here in the chorus. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, th- this is part of seeing yourself through relationships is that, that you're constantly comparing yourself to other people. And it's also part of the idealism. And like there there is some amount of comparison in a lot of us, but fours in particular sort of carry around comparison as a as a lens through which they see the world Uh, it's it's understanding themselves in relation to other people and and so if those people are happy but i'm not then obviously something is wrong with me that that keeps me from having that kind of life and and they're it's just like it's embedded into how they see themselves and how they see other people. It's always comparison. If somebody else, if somebody that I don't know and don't care about wins something that sounds like it might be appealing to me, then obviously something is wrong with me because I'm not that in that place. Yep. There's always comparison in their filter. Right. Jump to the second verse. Before I read this down, something hit me, and it's a Steinbeck thing, just to circle back. Steinbeck uses very short words, and they're just Mm -hmm. chock full of meaning. Just as a cursory, I'm looking over the script, I don't think any of these words have more than two syllables. True. Very simple. Mm -hmm. And yet... Like there's just a like layers of of depth mm-hmm. is like yeah. if you're communicating through these very long you know two two syllables is always better than four syllables kind of rule for great writing and that's just all over this. Notice the Billy Joe Armstrong move at this point. Joe Armstrong turn there at the end where it's I'm 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 asking somebody else to tell me what they see about my life and what I should do yeah Yeah. and and they're all idiots they can't see me to give me the right kind of information yeah yeah it's like like when without this other person in their life the the four isn't whole oh yeah, and and that I I think that is a big part of like that the comparison game the the thing that I'm missing is that like they're they're not whole 
And so they have this vision of what what they could be if they are if they were whole and the scenario in which they would find themselves whole and again coming back to the push pull push pull idea like when they get to the place where they're in that space and they find themselves not whole then obviously something is wrong and they push the person away but but like she is in this in in the beginning part of that where she feels like she's missing something and the thing that she's missing is the lover yeah the emptiness is really characterized in the third verse in a different kind of way which also it's it's not just repeating the same themes there's there's good variety all the flowers that you know that living simple image i suppose but i like that's actually the line that hits me most is that Mm -hmm. your presence was here and there was something beautiful you brought to to our world to my experience to my home and everything has has died and it's not this isn't a you know dramatic telling of that it's the flowers all died yeah i can't maintain this this level of beauty on my own Mm. and i'm all I'm seeing, uh, the what I'm experiencing there is just loss and grief. Mm-hmm. And that he's like, it's, it's here's something in front of me reminding me of the past. Yeah. Yeah. And again, the pushing, I suppose, love not appreciated when it's close, but when it goes away, then yes. you're awakened to yep. it as a four. Yep. Exactly. That's what I got. Unless you want to push on to fives. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this will be plenty this for one episode. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna throw out there that I don't think any of the other types will take this long. I agree, but there's probably a significant amount of force in the music industry. I think this is gonna take some discipline on my part, but we needed because because we we knocked out two in the first. I've been struggling with this the whole time. They, Threes divide up real cleanly into three episodes of three, but when we did uh-huh. two the first time, now we're screwed. You gotta, right. Math doesn't work. <laughs> One episode on four. This is because all the fours in our lives are so incredibly valuable. Dare we say special? And it's Im- it's important to point out that they draw us into a vision that is meaningful. And we hit a one. So fours and ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to hear our take on Sting and Jay Z, tune in next time. The <laughs> <laughs> there was no gang. There was there needed to be more gangster rap in the four episode. I know many of you right, are saying right, to yourself, seriously, the one thing that was missing, gangster <laughs> rap. <laughs> I'm getting slap happy. Okay, so hey, if you 
Well, one, if you know a whore in your life who loves music, I mean, there's no reason. Is there any reason, TJ, not to just share the episode right now? I mean, the the thing that I, the reason that I could think of is that that we didn't accurately represent fours well, and all the fours that are listening to this are upset about it. We did a great job. The four in your life is going to love this. There's a share <laughs> button on your on your player. Secondarily, we haven't gotten stars for at least a month or two. We've been hanging at the same level for at least two months. So if you really love us and you've committed over two hours of your life to this podcast, we would love you uh, to give us some stars. It will make my day. And Jeff will tell me about it. I will send notes at four in the morning. Hey, stars. We're going to figure out uh, what we're doing on Zoom and start something in the spring. I don't know if that's worth announcing. Uh, what's worth announcing, actually, is that we're going to be announcing something later. <laughs> As TJ was saying, we're TBD. we're so famous. We, we have the LeBron James level of saying, hey, there's going to be this great announcement. It'll, it'll be on ESPN or something here in two weeks. So you should tune Just in. Just prepare. <laughs> be prepared. It's coming. Something that actually is really worth celebrating actually is that uh, our online typing tool which is called start here and it's a podcast has been getting enormous traffic and so for those of you who are sending that to friends we're incredibly grateful and uh, really hopeful that it has helped and uh, we would love actually stories if you want to send us we're easy to find if you uh, the best place to communicate with us actually is on instagram and uh, very easy to find send us a note we'd love to hear from you and I suppose we got movie typing as well. We're going to finish up Black Panther 3 here in a bit. Not Black Panther 3. We're going to finish up the third episode of Black Panther 2. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's Black Panther 2, but it for us, it's the third episode. Maybe we should go with the Rambo name. <laughs> I rewatched First Blood. It's incredible. That movie is wonderful. Have you seen First sure. Blood? The first. No. It's, it, I mean, treat yourself. It's not like those other Rambo <laughs> movies. Bang. All the links are uh, in the show notes, and I'm probably putting the link to our playlist of all these songs. So just in case you wanted to see the full Spotify list, for those of you who have hung out this long, it's, it's uh, there is a Spotify list if you want to jump in. You can critique our stuff beforehand. I, one, one thing I go. wanted yeah. to do was to, to do another mistyping, but we might save that for eights. Uh, sure. There's a four-eight combination that's really worth talking about. Yeah, and that's what I got. You got anything else? I got nothing, man. T.J. Wilson, he's officially awesome, and apparently he and I can talk about <laughs> music of fours <laughs> for over two hours. This is we hit a lot with this. One. I'm that's what I'm saying. This is us on a road trip. Yeah, it's just some crazy stuff there. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I'm Jeff Cook, and who you aren't just isn't interesting.